the great investors, they know that this pocket is where they, they are going to make their investments and make a lot of money during this, this downside. And they'll have the greatest returns for, till the end of the decade and into the new decade. Hey. Family, we're back. Welcome to another episode of Educate and Elevate with Pablo and Armando. I know you guys have been tuning in already and getting jam-packed value. I think the last one we had was 30 for 30. We went off like ESPN version, man. But that shit was crazy. Man, welcome back. We'd like to welcome you guys all back because we, we do have a special, special guest. Commercial real estate investment volume fell 57% year, year after year this year. It's clear that there's a challenging market, market environment currently in the real estate market. So we brought in our good friend to help us weather the storm and into and get into the basics of commercial real estate. We have here our good fellow brother Adrian Trejo. He's a thirty young, thirty year old commercial real estate agent investor that is dominating the market. And we brought him on here today to help us shine light and help us weather the storm. What's going on right now? But before all that, Pablo, announcements. You guys already know we always like to do the announcements. Couple of dates for you guys. Most recent date that we got is this month, June 29th, our first E&E Mixer uh, networking event, meet and greet. We're going to have a lot of our past guests there, so you definitely want to come out to that. Be on the lookout for that. And then World Shakers, World Shakers 2. Guys, go. it's been, the, the videos are out. Um, early bird tickets have already started. Sponsorships are starting to come in. And then speaking of sponsors as well, bro, our first sponsor for E&E. Man. Our first sponsor from E and E, better house. Uh, Natalie Lopez with Lopez Finance. Uh, anything that has to do. So this this episode is brought to you by Natalie Lopez and Lopez Finance. For anybody that has you know employees looking to get that ERC credit, uh, you have questions about that. Please reach out to or text three one zero four two four eight zero five four. Text educate and elevate if you want more information on that. But yeah, that's what we got as far as announcements, bro. Adrian, welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. Thank you, Pablo. Thank you, Armando, for having me on Educate and Elevate. Yep. You know, I've been wanting to to come on, and you know, I'm I'm excited for this one, and just been prepared, really, just in my day to day. So, you know, let, let's do this. That's a big one, man. I mean, commercials been hot, right? Commercials been a hot topic of late, obviously, yep. uh, with the statistics that that Armando just dropped here a little while ago. But, you know, what's going on? What's going on with the commercial market? What's going on with real estate? What's going on with, uh, obviously, your boots on the ground? You know what's going on. So talk to us, bro. Yeah. So, you know, initially, the most important thing to highlight is in this sector, uh, office, right? Office is, is primarily the, the topic of discussion and what's really creating a lot of problems. So I don't want to sugarcoat anything and say, Yes, there, there is issues right mm -hmm. now in, in the commercial real estate market. And what's on the horizon and what's to come, it's starting, you know. And, and just like how you guys mentioned, year over year, it's been 50, 57%. So now what's happening is since COVID, right, in 2020, we saw a shift, right? The demographics, right, in the office. Initially, you know, people were working from home. And what that caused was a lot of vacancies in the office space. So when you have vacancies in the office space, what happens is, is the, the landlords, right? The property owners and the investors, developers, you know, they're all taking a hit because they have to pay for the mortgage for, for their investment. Right. So, um, and then not to mention you're having higher interest rates, you know? So overall we're, we're also starting to see, in 2021, Q1, the first change in actual prices in or Q, Q1 of 2022, excuse me, the first change of prices, um, you know, they're starting to come down. Mm. So the effects are, are starting to happen, starting to occur. And, you know, and that's also because of the, the interest rates. And in the beginning of this prior year, we, we, we saw, you know, most people are in arm 
loans. Like, but kind of correlate how that works with that residential. You have arm loans. To give you an example. Now, when when people are getting commercial real estate mortgages, they are getting into similar how arm loan wor- works with residential. So they they don't have the fixed rate, right? They have the rate that is offered at that time. So when the interest rates are rising, you know, with the Fed, you know, this year, you know, most people are having 0.25% interest rates. And then what happened this year, now they're up to like 5.25%. Right. And and they're going to start to even increase. So would you be able to explain to someone what, what uh, adjustable? Yeah. Always? And, and yeah. Before, before we get into that, obviously, we, we want to always throw out a disclaimer. Because there's oh, people yeah. that are out there before we start getting into all the stuff. So but you're going off. You're going off heat. Yeah, yeah. he's Which coming off. But on. before we get into that, obviously the E and E disclaimer. Do your own research, guys. Our content is intended and must be used for informational and educational purposes only. It is very important that you do your own research and analysis before doing any investments based on your own personal circumstances. You should definitely take uh, independent advice from a financial or research professional. And verify that any of the information that you see on our show is verified. And always, this is brought to you by your brothers over here at Educate and Elevate. So, getting back into it. Adjustable rate mortgages, arm loans, right? Yep. That's essentially what it means. Talk to us about that a little bit more. Yeah. So, on the residential side, you have, uh, it's called an arm loan. You know, and essentially what that is, is that every, it's not not according, you know, to, to necessarily the market. But... What it, what it does is that it adjusts during the length of the loan, wherever the term of the loan is, and you have that on paper where you're able to see and track what those rates are during the length of the loan. And that's the, you know, for you to work out with your residential lender, right? But on the commercial side of things, that's not how mortgages work. Mortgages are at that time, right, during the term length, whether it's a three, five, seven-year loan for the commercial loan, whether it's an SB. 7a or 54b depending on again talk to your commercial lender on on those terms that's what at that time your commercial loan is me based on the actual interest rate at this time what the fed has at this time and at this time currently to this day we're at a 5.25 percent and before we were at when most of these commercial loans were given they were at 0.25 so at 0.25 percent going to a five point increase to 5.25% where we're at currently in this commercial real estate market. The, the fed has, you know, interest in increasing. Most likely we will see an increase. There's talks of it, you know, and, and this is where we're at, you know, and to kind of answer your question, you know, that's, that's how you, you could kind of see how it ties into the vacancies of the office sector, right? And how these principles, when we're having, you know, the investors and the developers, how they're struggling because you're seeing high uh, vacancies in these office spaces. And it makes sense with the adjustable rate mortgages. I mean, an example for someone that, like the average homeowner could probably relate to is if they pull a HELOC. HELOCs are, a, are adjustable. They're not fixed. So uh, many people have a HELOC out right now or are actually subject to right now the rising interest rates because a lot of people who probably pulled out their HELOC at a 2% or zero or 1% like a couple of years ago, now they're, they're feeling that as well. Now with some, with commercial, is it just ARMs or can you do a fixed or? So, so no, that that's just an analogy, you know, for kind of like an everyday person to understand like the way that these loans work is right. to simplify is, you know, at that time when a person, let's just say, buys a commercial property, right? Mm-hmm. When they buy that commercial property, they are not at a fixed rate. They're not at a fixed rate, right? So any commercial investor that holds a mortgage with a com- with a, the bank, they are subject to that actual rate at that given time. So when interest rates right now are Rising. increasing, yeah. and they have been, well, guess what? So is so is their mortgage along with, you know, the the actual purchase price at that time, you know, so then there's there's a lot more in detail that that goes into it on on a on a deeper level. But on the surface level, you can imagine what that does to these commercial property owners when, you know, now we had a five percent increase 
pretty pretty much um, from the beginning of this year till now. Now, is it just office space that you see is hurting right now in commercial, or is there any other sectors in commercial real estate that you see that happening too? Right. So, in 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 the commercial space right now, the office space is high vacancy. You know, we're we're seeing thirty to forty percent. You know, um, and you know that's in San Francisco and New York, um, high dense. You know, when high you, mass layoffs as well. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people right now, are, they're not returning to the office. And there's like a whole ongoing process right now of, you know, people going back into the office or not going back to the office. A lot of these employers, you know, especially these big companies, there's, we're seeing a lot of layoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of layoffs right now. Mm-hmm. And part of it and this, I want to make sure that everyone watching this, that we pay attention to that the office is what's being highlighted in the commercial sector. So what's actually happening right now, since the office space is being highlighted, what it does is it trickles down into the other sectors. So just imagine this, these office spaces, right? Once they, once upon a time, they were in prime locations. Why? The downtown, right? Middle of the city. Well, to, to go further deep into this is that they were in prime locations because they had prime uh, vacancy rates. So now they're they're becoming less they're they're having more vacants so they're becoming less prime. So once upon a time they were prime locations, now they're not. Now the price of mm. these properties are are going down. You so know, so you have again, you know, an example, right? What's what happens when you have a vacancy of once you have a vacancy of 95% vacant or excuse me, occupied and then 5% becomes vacant. Well now according to statistics nowadays and we're we're seeing thirty to forty percent vacancy. Yeah, vacancies. So it's it's huge. So right now, what's happening? So so, but, so just yeah. kind of bring it back a little bit. So like people may be listening to this and they're like, okay, what's the difference between commercial and residential? Right. Let's let's right. take it back a little bit. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. Because commercial real estate isn't just office space. Correct. Right. It could right. be a multifamily. It could be warehouse. Talk to us a little bit about the different types of commercial real estate out there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's many different types. There's also retail. Uh, there's warehouse, industrial warehouse, um, hotels. You you also have medical office and um, multifamily, you know, multifamily, and Which then is my favorite, and then hosp- hospitality too as right. well. So there there's an array. Land is also included. There's a array of of different sectors. What considers what considers land to be commercial? Is it is it the way it's zoned or what 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 is that? Yeah. Like what if somebody has like a piece of land? Like, for example, like, I have a piece of land out towards 29 Palms. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How do I know, like, if I inherited land or if I have land, what I could build, what I can't build on it? Yeah, so the first thing, you know, I like to get with my title source, right, and check the title, run the title report, and order that. And then from there, on based on title, I could see what it's offering and what zoning it is. And then also it provides the code and the use. So... I then circle back with the city because title is recorded right at that time, you know, and then it only gets recorded when it's recorded again. So they may not have the most up to date, but at least I have something to come up, come off of. Right. And I have some due diligence and some research. So then from there, I'll take what I have and I'll take it to the city. Um, and then, I, you know, I'll get the planning division, the building department, and I'll, I'll ask, you know, based on this, you based on this address, what are the permitted uses? What is the zoning? And um, from there, they'll provide that feedback, whether they give it to me at that very moment or they get back to me via email. So I think I think that's a huge nugget that someone could actually walk away with like right now, because normally when we do the run, run title and let's say you see R2, R3, R4, right? That means like residential three, you could build multifamily. But what Adrian was saying was that taking the step further and you're right. Many times it doesn't get recorded until the sale of the home. Mm-hmm. So you're saying go into the city and just verify it before you make that big giant purchase. And that, I think that's a, that's a big, that's nugget. a big nugget. Cause what that's if you nugget. come in thinking it's R2 or Z C one or anything, any one of these zonings and you're not going to be able to get it for what you wanted. So that's a huge one. That's a huge one, bro. Co- correct. Correct. And, and to further, uh, to circle back with your question, the re- the difference between the, the land, right, in the residential and the commercial, well, based 
based on, you know, R1, R2, R3, R4, you know, that's, that's all residential, you know, zoning. So you'll be able to uh, discern based on, you know, the, the zoning name, what the actual zoning, if it is commercial or residential. So by that lookup, by that search, you'll be able to, to uh, verify that information. Um, and, you know, I also would, again, I'd love to help. If you need help with checking out the, the zoning, be more than happy to help with that process to make sure so, to verify with you guys. So the zoning, so the zoning, when you see like R1, R2, R3, that means residential. What does the number stand for? How many doors or how many dwelling units? So what does that, what does that mean? Great question. So um, on that note, yes. So R, R1 is, is single family residential, R2 duplex, R3 triplex, R4 quadplex. Okay. Yeah. Is there a certain amount of doors or dwelling units that makes it also zoned for commercial or does it have to have a C in front of it? Yeah. So that is a great question question. as well. Um, Now, most of the zoning names, the only time where you could really, really, really tell, like just from a, a, a public perspective, someone that doesn't have any experience, right. That just like, it's pretty straightforward is, it's typically zoned, it's called general commercial. And typically what they'll have is general commercial one, general commercial two, general commercial three, and each one, two, and three have their different different uses. And not all of them are the same uh, city to city as so well. So it varies per city, per county, I'm sure. And it varies. Okay. De- and dependent on what they actually are going to permit to use on that site, on that address, and then not to mention, there may be additional, let's just say you want to do something, permits required that the act, the city board and the members, they have to go through a process, you know, to basically vote and grant the use and grant the permit, which are all additional fees and costs and additional time. And then much more people to help you, like to have an architect draw out the plans, the site plans to have a contract to come in and give you a bid and let you know, you know, Hey, is this ADA compliant? Does what are the hazardous materials on this? There's so much more that's a follow and, and, and to have the coding, um, to, to follow the city guidelines. And there's a lot of, uh, much more of a, of a process involved when you're, when, when you're looking at the, the zonings and the different zones for commercial. I mean, you can really tell that it takes a lot of work and that's why it's always best to hire a professional like yourself. So, bro. In that, yeah, hundred percent. And hiring a professional is massive, right? Because you working with a professional in your area, because a lot of this stuff that we that we talk about on the show is, you know, it's generalized. Yeah, these are just quick quick things. Like this could vary on county to county, state to state. So you being boots boots on ground, obviously you're here in Southern California, LA, OC, Mm -hmm. San Diego, IE, um, Riverside as well. So is there certain sectors in Southern California that you're seeing? are, I guess, picking up more traction in terms of commercial real estate, whether it be multifamily, commercial opportunity, just like opportunities right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A ton of, and this is something we could definitely start off from the top because this is, you know, we're in our local markets. I'm Southern California native. We're in Southern California ourselves. So it's great to know what's going on in our local markets. So this topic right here is, is just always talked about amongst investors developers and a, a lot of my 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 tenants you know that are looking to potentially become commercial property owners investors and and um so a couple things um industrial warehouse is the number one asset in in real estate and just in general um, why is it i say this because when we're looking at just the infrastructure um you know and everything being online E-commerce. E-commerce is only going to pick up. I mean, right now we we're we kind of have seen that there's a lot of delays, mm. right through ports, right you know overseas we're seeing you know different we're get we're having to get different products from from outsourced from other countries and I think that a lot uh, of the reason why we're having issues is because of that but also it's the infrastructure and that we need more warehouse space to hold the materials, the supplies, the items, um, you know, and all the goods bought 
and there's going to co- be a continuous need for warehouse space um, due to the expansion of Southern California. And also knowing that they're building more infrastructure when it comes to transportation and the future developments and the projects that are happening Huge. in the cities. That's a big nugget. I mean, yeah. I was reading in an article. I have it right here, right? By the end of 2026, e-commerce is expected to account for 25% of global retail sales, right? Global so retail. Global retail, right? I mean, that means it's taking retail market share as well. So that's that, that, another but thing. But see, that's bleeding. massive. So we got to store all this. All the product needs to get stored. It's going to get stored in warehouses. Well, that that really makes a lot of sense to what you're saying. That warehouses are going to become, or if not, they're already the number one real estate asset to own. Mm-hmm. So I never thought about it that way. That's a, that's a really big nugget. And and then obviously, you know, well, once people start ordering things, they need to pick it up somewhere. So retail, right, is going to mm-hmm. start taking off. Mm-hmm. The brick and motors that people need somewhere to pick it up. Well, mm-hmm. in the article as well with retail, I mean, obviously, Adrian, what, what, what is your, what's your opinion on retail being actually people aren't going to brick and mortar stores as, as much anymore, given the e-commerce space? Is that do you see that as an opportunity as well? Because someone possibly thinking about opening a business could possibly consider, should I go online more? Should I go, you know, face to face, belly to belly? Great, great question. Now, in the state of California. Right now, what's going on? There's a lot of capitalism in California. You can imagine, right? And I, I don't want to get, I don't, I want, I want to be more of like just straightforward. That right now, what's going on is July first, which is coming up. There is potentially going to be a bill passed that would basically give full, like, no jurisdiction to the city to basically. Uh, Developers are going to be able to come in and any retail center, right, or a commercial, they're going to be able to redevelop it and turn it into, like, multifamily because there's a housing shortage. The rise and fall of of malls. And then, correct, and then what they're going to start to do is most likely build retail on On the the bottom. bottom. And then they're going to build up. Bro, just imagine that, like, just... Imagine how many malls, like, I don't know what city you guys are in or whatever the case may be. Like, most of us are shopping online, right? Like, just to put yeah. this into perspective, I no longer go to the mall. <laughs> I'll go either directly to the store that I got to or I'll just get it online, right? Which is the majority of everybody talking about e-commerce. A lot of these malls are kind of going extinct. You go to the mall nowadays. I was at the Victoria Gardens the other day. I was at I was at another mall uh, recently. And, bro, vacancy rates are, are massive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So start thinking about this, like, by what Adrian is saying, if this bill passes, these malls start becoming, like... Multi-families. Little villages. stores on the bottom. Yeah, that's pretty fire, though. Yeah, that'd be a sick Little stores on the bottom, retail stores on the bottom, then people are living within their own little village. Well, and it really comes down to how do we attract people in, and and that was one thing I was reading, too, is, like, they're trying to think of innovative ways, use AI to try to attract people in, cultivate an experience. Think about Amazon Fresh, like... You don't even have to pay anymore. You could just walk out when you put your groceries in. And that's just an example of using AI to bring people into a store. Because a lot of people aren't going into malls. Not now, yeah. now we see more strip malls, right? We've got the shops, we got the VG, but yep. even then, like that's a, that's gonna be very interesting to see what's gonna happen with, with the what's your take facilities. on that? You think that'll pass? You think what what do you think that's gonna look like? Well, I could tell you this that I know from what's what I, I, where I'm coming from is like, what's justifying the need for more housing in specific areas when obviously there's a vast amount of, of land in Southern California, right? We could always continue to go out, go out, go out further, right? right? Well, but now it's, it's more so of, it's also the capitalism going on in, in Southern California and California in general, right? right? Because how to, to to kind of go further into the mall, the malls, right? Yes, we are seeing basically throughout Southern California, the malls are like less and less, you know, popular nowadays. Yeah. There's not a lot of traffic, not much more people going. I remember a decade ago, it was different. It was a spot. But, but now it's not. So people are shopping online and they're trying to figure out what is a better case use for these this this whole and they're in great locations, by the way. Yeah, I mean, all these malls are right off the freeway. Yep, and these they got prime. a vast amount of lot, like size and acres. You know, not to mention parking. It, it's just it's prime. Well, you know, and, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it triggers the idea of becoming a renter's nation. And I, I feel like we've heard that a lot lately, where U.S. is becoming a renter's nation. I mean, Blackstone just 
deployed another billion dollars of capital into buying single-family homes and multifamily homes. So hedge funds are buying property still. When people when people are saying they're not buying, people are still buying. Institutions are still buying. So to to, to answer to, to continue into that, yeah, the money's there. So that's why these bills are getting passed. So who do you think is yeah. tapping? Hey, Mister and Mrs. Take a like, pass. I, I want to pass this bill because you yeah. know I, you know, and here you go. Here's some incentives, and this is what I could do. And they're putting together a whole entire bid. Right. Yep. And these developers are just they they're just trying to get the bid and they're they're most likely going to get the bid. And I that's mean, what's probably going to happen. Yeah. I mean, guys, it's all about perspective. Right. We hear about, yeah, recessions, down markets, layoffs, et cetera. I mean, if you're an investor, you're, you're looking at this and you're, you're almost getting excited. Right. I was listening to uh, an, a market update this morning with Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time. And what he was he they asked him about what's your take on the commercial real estate market? He said, well, respectfully, I don't really get into real commercial real estate. It's not really what I, what I mess with, but it kind of makes sense for people that, that, you know, qualify for that two, two and a half percent loan, you know, a couple of years ago with everything that happened with COVID, you know, if they don't understand, you know, what to do with that money, it's, it's essentially just going to end up going to the people that do know how to work the money, how, mm-hmm. how they do know point. how to make the investments. Right. Mm-hmm. So the people that are struggling in the commercial real estate space as maybe owners or trying to, they're struggling to refinance, whatever the case may be, maybe they just didn't set themselves up properly, but to every dark side, there's a light side. Yep. Right. Yeah. And the people that are prepared and the people that are waiting for that opportunity, they're going to capitalize on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I want to kind of highlight too, is that, the, 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 the problem is that we're identifying, yes, an, an actual real issue in the commercial real estate market that the prices will see a, an adjustment and office space is it really bleeding and they it's crashing. But when ask yourself, like, how much of the office space, you know, percentage wise is the commercial real estate market, you know? It's a good question. You're talking about probably 5%, 4% of really Entire. nationwide of like the, the problem. So it's not that much. But I want to also say that that's a good perspective, right? Because right. You're, you're hearing. But what happens is it's also trickling into all the sectors. Mm. Because this is a good topic to kind of, you know, now move, move towards is that banks, they lend out, let's just say $100 million, mm-hmm. right? for an office space, right? And, you know, let's just say they foreclose, right? The bank takes over the collateral and it, now it's worth, let's just say 90 million, right? Just easy math. Well, 10 million of that, the bank lost, you know? And now what happens is they take over the property, but the property value is worth less. Well, right now it's tough because there's no, the qualifications for buyers and the interest rates right now and, the prices, yeah. you know, like there's so much loss. So the banks are losing money. And most of these banks that are loaning out uh, in the beginning of this year for for the office and retail, it was 700 trillion loaned out. That's been that's loaned out and 500, 500, excuse me, 700 billion, 500 uh billion of that is in smaller banks. Well, ta- you know, yeah, even talking about that, I mean, I have an article here, you know, CBS News was reporting earlier today that the banking sector, talking about the banking sector, that's one of the top five uh, potential risks of, of financial stability in the U.S., right, in the next 12 to 18 months. And here are the five, right? You're probably wondering, okay, well, real estate being in one of them, well, high inflation, the banking sector, mm. right? Tensions between China and the U.S., the Russia and Ukraine war, and then real estate, right? So, yes, it is a concern, but it's all about the perspective that you're looking at it from. Banking sector is one. Real estate could be one. But, again, I always like to say when I hear these things in the media, this is one of the, also one of the reasons why we have started Educate and Elevate is to provide perspective to it. Because in the media, a lot of the times, what we're hearing is just one side of the, the coin. They're trying to instill fear in us. Right. Like we're trying to control. Yeah. We're trying to control the narrative and be like, yo, yeah. for people that want to get educated, there's another side to this. It's not just bad. Right. Educate and elevate is here to provide language and to provide education so that you guys can make an educated decision to whatever it is that you guys want to do. Right. Building financial freedom through real estate, building generational wealth through real estate. 
And inside of real estate, there's a lot of different sectors, right? So if we could get educated on commercial real estate and we could get educated on really what's going on, there's opportunity out there. Don't let whatever you're hearing in the media just put fear into you. There's opportunity out there. It's just we have to get educated, right? You're not hearing about this stuff in the, in, in the news, right? What we're seeing in the news is, yeah, the banking sector is crashing. Yeah, real estate is going down. Yeah, people are getting, you know, job loss. Then we got the, the debt, right? Elections, all, all this political stuff. They're controlling the narrative. Now we're controlling the narrative now. So, yeah. That's you know right, what I'm bro. saying? I mean, remember, they're making money off of fear, off yeah. of your fear. that they, they get paid to do that. So, by them talking about the commercial crash, which is, now we got real facts from from Adrian here just giving us real juice. On like, he's to, boots on ground. About it. Yeah, he's real. Yeah, f- follow him on the Instagram. You'll see what he's about. What's your IG, bro? Drop, drop your handle. Yeah, it's commercial.lifeinc. That's my Instagram handle. So, guys, feel free to follow me. Reach out. Message. I'll, I'll message back. And any commercial real estate needs or services, you know, let's connect. I definitely love to help in any way that I can. But let's definitely. Uh, I have one question as well, because so so let's let's bring it down to to. I know you've been helping a lot of people, you know, get into a leasing space, getting into a space. Let's say that's a big endeavor, you know, for anybody starting a business and, and getting in their own spot. But how does someone go from being a tenant to being an owner of a commercial spot? Right. Yeah. So typically. Tenants, you know, they're on a, a leasing term, right? They they spoke with the landlord to get that that lease agreement. They figured out what terms and they agreed to a, a contract. They're under contract. And then from there, you know, during that time frame is when they really work closely with a commercial lender to help them qualify and prepare them for that next step in ownership. Because when it comes to ownership, there's a lot more uh, value for, for the business owner, that tenant, to become an owner. Mm. A lot of times... I see, especially nowadays when I'm boots on the ground, I'm talking to a lot of people. A lot of them just don't know the value of being an owner mm-hmm. and why it is good to be an owner. Can you and drop it, some nuggets on that? Yeah, for sure. Because they're actually spending a lot more money on a lease that's making a landlord money. But the difference in their 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 payment for rent months and month and throughout the term, it's increasing mm. every by 3 4%. So, but not, not only that, if they took a look at, if they just put down money for a mortgage to, to buy a commercial property, they'll see how much money that they're saving and how much lower that payment is. So, and a lot of times you could get that money through working with one, a great CPA, two, I would say a great financial planner and retirement planner. And three, an, an estate lawyer to help you with your process. And then also like a commercial agent, right, on top of that. So, and a commercial lender. So those 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 people right there, you and those people it's a gauntlet. are the, the, the um, small investment for their services and the time and that you could save and the money you could save for the reward of how much money you can make to create true generational wealth. Can you paint the illustration? It's insane. Cause, cause maybe someone who's probably like all they're focused on is their business and paying the rent. They're like, man, yeah, it'd be cool to be the owner, but like, I got to still run my business. How are you, con- how are you going to tell me right now that I should go be the owner and put a mortgage down? Like you're saying you're going to make more money, but how could someone, so, so what would the steps be then for someone to like get their stuff in order? I, I know you mentioned the people. What about like the finances aspect of it or yeah. down payment and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, first I want to make this, this, discretionary too it's like there's people out there that they want to lease and then there's people out there that they want to buy that's true right so it's like you can't also persuade someone to do something and most of the time i go back to the topic of alignment frequency vibration if they're wanting to hear and they're serious about it then i'll make that discernment myself and i'll be able to be like hey look this guy wants to know or this lady wants to know and I'll be able to provide that value because we're aligning at that given time and we're talking about commercial investment and how we could purchase a property. So it's more about, again, providing education and empowerment and, and to help them take that next step and, and elevate their their commercial investment, mm-hmm. you know, for them to to take that leap. Okay. So what what was this, what, what are like the, some simple steps for someone listening? 
what would those steps be like? Simple steps. Yeah, I mean, so I, someone could take the first step. Yeah, I mean, I'd say c- connect with a commercial agent, have them review your, the lease. Okay. And then basically explain to them what lease agreement that they're in and also show them, you know, through a, a scenario, let's just say run a property report on that actual property and do an evaluation and show them what the purchase price could possibly be and then go to the lender and sh- and have the lender do an underwriting and he'll be able to tell you, hey, look, through this percentage, through this down payment, through this is what the mortgage would be. And they'll and most commercial property um, people that are that have commercial, whether it's a lease or a, a sale or a purchase or an investment, they're they're all by numbers. It's all numbers. Numbers make sense. Numbers don't lie. And that in itself, I've seen kind of get people to like, you know, open that door across that line to like, okay, like this makes sense. I'm going to do it. We've heard, we've heard a lot that, I mean, just by speaking with you, like we've heard a lot that it's a lot easier than people think to become an owner or to buy real commercial real estate. Right. And Mm -hmm. here's a good plug in for our proud sponsor of this episode with Lopez finance, that if you're struggling with the down payment, and you, your business was struggling in 2020, 2021, you may be able to qualify for the ERC program, which could get you up to $26,000 per employee for your business if you, struggle, if you struggle during that time. If you got questions on that, uh, text Educate and Elevate to 310-424-8054. And we could go ahead and plug you in with Natalie. She could go ahead and overview your stuff, but... Essentially, what you could do is that you could actually get funding and credit. We just got one of our clients about $2.4 million in funding. And what does that do for a business owner? Now she could go ahead and expand her business and qualify for, man, what could you buy with $2.4 million sure. to expand your business? Let's talk about I could buy some commercial right? property. That's a good investment to build generational wealth, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, that's, that's a big one. What would you say? Is it is it true that it's a lot easier to buy commercial real estate than it is residential real estate? Because that that's a big question that I always get. I I would say it's definitely more due diligence. It's more of a process. It takes more time, and it also requires more patience because in the residential you know, you have a lot of similar houses, mm-hmm. you know, they all look similar. Right. But obviously it's like, Oh, the kitchen, you know, the financing is simple. But as yeah. far as like when it comes to the, it's all, it all matter of this, the sector that we're in. Cause a lot of these commercial properties, you know, depending on the business, right. Let's just say if it's a warehouse, I mean, it's a warehouse, you know, like you get what you get. But if you're looking at like a mixed use, like, you, you know, you're looking at a retail, um, you're looking at some office spaces, you know, sometimes you, you do want it to be a certain way or be in a certain location or, or have certain things. So if if that meets your criteria, you know, we got to we got to find it and we got to identify it. And um, those those and then, you know, not to mention, just be able to be in uh, able to obtain your licenses and your permits with the city that you're going to be doing business in. But also a big one, too, is that. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, bro, because obviously you know a little bit more on this. If I wanted to buy, let's just say multifamily, and I know I keep hitting multifamily because I love multifamily, mm-hmm. right? I believe that no matter what happens in the economy, people need somewhere to live. People mm-hmm. need affordable housing. So I love multifamily. It's a form of commercial real estate, right? Yep. If I want to go buy an apartment complex, talk a little bit about how I could actually use the cash flow that's coming in from, you know, the actual property as a way to actually help me qualify to be able to purchase that piece of real estate. Yeah, yeah. So there's particular loans. Again, I would talk to a commercial, commercial lender, lender for sure, but I know there's specific products that they're able to offer where they could use your the the cash, right? That the rental income to use to help you to qualify as income for your loan to show more income when you're qualifying for a loan. So that's so definitely a possibility. Make, it, yeah. it could actually make it easier for you yeah. to qualify to be able to purchase some commercial real estate. And then, you know, if to public viewers out there right not knowing what multifamily is multifamily is anything that's more than five units and it could go up to a thousand two thousand units does that does that matter per county per city per state 
at all? Or uh, is that like nationwide? That's 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 yeah. That's the that's the standard. criteria. That's, that's the criteria. Standard, yeah. And, and what what would the down payment be for like a, like an apartment building? Say someone wants to buy an apartment building, they're looking at it. They know that they could use the income from the apartment yeah. to qualify. But what about down payment? Is it similar to like a residential? Or? Yeah. So you know, again, I'm I'm hearing from my counterparts, right? My, the lenders that they're right now, it's taking about forty to fifty percent down payment. Wow. Like you oh, wow. can expect. So let's just say you have a uh, two million, you gotta put like a million down, right now, just because of you gotta look at the spread, right? So that's why you get the rental income, right, from the the property that that we identify, and then you also have to, you know, get what the current rates are, right? And we we have to do a cash cash flow analysis on the property, um, to see how much money down, right? Because the the debt service ratio has to, I think right now we're at one point three now, so. For every dollar, you have to have a dollar thirty. Mm. So it's it's interesting right now. Time. So speaking on the valuation, what are some ways that if you keep it like obviously I know it's it's a it could be complex, but to keep it simple, what are some ways that someone could evaluate a commercial property? Like if they're looking at a commercial deal or something from like on Zillow, yeah. how 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 could something they could say that like okay, this could be a good deal? Yeah, yeah. So cap rate, cap rate. So you take. You take basically the overall price, right, and uh, you divide it by um, the rental income, and then based on that number, or excuse me, rental rental income price, and then based on that number, it equals your cap rate. And based on the cap rate, most most uh, Southern California investors are at five percent. SoCal five percent cap rate. So in SoCal, would that be considered a good cap rate above five yep. percent? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Yep. And I know, I know subjective to areas too, right? Like you got because I know SoCal is just so competitive and high priced. Yeah, so like price evaluation and is all going to be different depending on the location in Southern California. So, you know, the further away you go from, like I say, more dense areas, typically uh, demographics are going to change, right? You're going to have lower income. Um, and in commercial real estate, they really look at you know, the demographic of the area, like what's around the land value, you know, um, the, the overall income of, and, and of the comps, right. As well. And comps are a little bit different for the areas. They're, they're they're about a five to 10 mile radius. Okay. So residential is usually a mile comp. Yeah. Yeah. So there's different criteria to, to come up with a a price. Well, nice. Yeah. And the condition of the building too, of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good nugget. Yo, Get your tickets to World Shakers. <laughs> Get your tickets to World Shakers <laughs> Conference, September 28th, Chino Hills. It's going to be crazy. Adrian, you going to be there, bro? I won't be there. Come on. Of course, some commercial love. Showing oh, yeah. that commercial love. Shout out oh. to uh, one of our sponsors at, at, the, uh, at the World Shakers Conference. Remax Commercial will actually be one of the official sponsors of the event. So, a little plug-in for them as well. Beautiful. So, there you go. Yeah. Anyways, man, we've been going at it for some time. Um, what about, you know, maybe some nuggets you want to share with us of commercial real estate that maybe we haven't tapped in on? Because I know you got a bunch of gems, bro. Yeah. I Again, appreciate being here and also speaking to you all who are listening. And thank you so much for, you know, listening. And I, I definitely th- think that for me, it's I want to share with you all got to this point is, it is also perception and right now could be the greatest opportunity of a lifetime to purchase commercial property because right now up until end of 2025, there's going to be loans coming due. You're talking massive, you know, up to trillions and trillions, a couple trillion, right? I want to say just under 3 trillion and what it's going to do if you are positioned and get positioned within now to 2024, 2025, it's the best buying opportunity. And as, as you know, it's also timing. You can't always have the best timing in the markets, but there's pockets of, of great opportunity. And the great people that I follow in the commercial real estate space and also just investors in general, the great investors they know that this pocket is where they they are going to make their investments and make a lot of money during this this downside and they'll have the greatest returns 
for, till the end of the decade and the, into the new decade. So through all this, I think that's what I want to highlight the most is position yourself now and do your very best to pick up commercial assets, get together with a group of friends, get with a commercial agent, get with the CPA, get with the commercial lender and, 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 uh, and form a group. If it takes a group to JV and partner and, and come together and, and buy a commercial asset, because that will generate the biggest return more than a residential return can offer you. And, um, that's one thing I want to highlight. That's, that's like dropping the mic. Honestly. Pick up assets. Uh, asset, asset. I, need, I mean, pick you, up assets. You're saying form together a coalition like a JV, joint venture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pull your money in together. You, you don't have to do it alone. And that's why we're here to educate and elevate where we're building a community where we're, you're going to have like-minded people at certain events like the World Shakers. And you're going to see these people like, man, I heard Adrian's podcast. I feel like we should all do something. And, and that's just what we're going to be able to stem and bring here at Educate and Elevate. Collaboration over competition. Yep. About to see it on a T real soon. That's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be fly Coming soon. Limited edition though. Limited edition. Limited edition. Hit only. the DMs. Adrian, you'll get one, bro. <laughs> I, I want you one. Won't, you'll, you'll have. Oh, one. it's coming. I just got the mock. <laughs> I just got the. I just got the mock-ups in my DMs right now. Nice. Ready to go. I can imagine myself wearing one right now. Actually, that's right. Are you XL large? Oh, come on, Armando. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been working out, bro. So I've seen your videos on the gram. You've, you you've been doing your bro, your thing. Adrian. Adrian, you, you go visit Adrian and OC, man. He got the lifetime. I, he, I went I over there fitness. like I went over there like what was it two three weeks ago? Yeah, that's a nice went, gym, bro. That's a nice that gym. gym. Is nice. Talk about commercial real estate gyms. Ooh. Yeah, right. I know gyms are popping. Oh yeah. Oh, what are yeah. some of the fastest? Uh, what are you seeing fly right now a lot? Like gyms, restaurants. Like what's what what what's like your niche client? Who do you work with a lot? I mean, obviously people in commercial, Man. right? But you know, healthcare. Yeah. Shout I, out to Liz. Shout, shout out to out Georgie. To shout out yeah. to Georgie, yeah. man. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Shout out to Georgie. Shout out to Liz. Shout out to Healthcare, right? Thanks, Armando. But shout out to Armando. Yeah. Shout out to the nurses. You already know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm seeing, you know, for me, again, I'm here in service, service first, right? I yeah. put I put my clients, my my people, I, I see them more as as a friend. And also like, you know, I'm 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 very grateful. And in gratitude that they, you know, believe in me and trust in me to be able to help them. But I'm pretty much seeing all, all fronts, man. Like I'm, we're, t- we're touching all sectors. Uh, I'm, I'm helping in all sectors and it's really, it's not more so than any other, which is, mm-hmm. which is great because yeah, you're tapping in with everybody. I'm tapping in with, with all sorts of, of individuals, all different types of businesses and, you know, whether that's a startup, whether it's, you know, an entrepreneur that's been in business for years, whether it's, a, I mean, you, know, you, you just helped one of my clients, Michael. Yeah. Right. Shout out to Michael as well. Yeah, shout out to Michael. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Michael. I just sent over, I sent, I sent Adrian over one of my clients. He's an electrician. If you're looking for an electrician, you know, definitely reach out to him. Yeah. Reach out to Michael, Scion Electric Inc. And yeah. And, and then, you know, whether it's a, a big national tenant, like that I help Harvest Landscape, um, you know, I don't want to disclose, but they're they're definitely big big time earners and and they're very uh, diverse in the Southern California landscaping uh, business. They're very well known, so you yeah. know reach out to them. They they do a ton of work out here and, and to the communities, especially for the HOAs um, in in particular communities. Adrian, it definitely definitely and and you see it too, bro. Like you're able to connect with an individual on on like a very personal level. What's something that I know you've grown, like, personally, even yourself? You talk about self-development a lot, mm-hmm. personal development. What's something that you could share with someone that you've applied for your life right now that maybe before you weren't really doing that? Now you're like, this is having a big impact in my life. Correct. Yeah, so the first thing I think of is who are you when you're with yourself, mm. when you're alone? It don't matter when anybody is who you are when you're with yourself. What are you doing when you're with yourself? What are your thoughts? What are your actions? How do you feel? You know, are you true to who you are when you're with people in public? And to me, like, that was the real difference maker. Like, as far as my self-development and my growth is that you, you get, get what real you get. Yourself. So, like, if I'm here, just this is me regardless, you know, like, mm-hmm. and by me doing so, I'm able to really just show up and just make sure that 
in my process in life, like I continue that and I, and I focus on that. And if it's, and it's, and that helps with aligning with the right people, connecting with the right people and people will start to really respect you in that way because they see that you're a confident man and you, you have the respect for yourself and the love for yourself. So you get that in return. That's an default. amazing nugget. I, yeah. I heard a video of Jay-Z say that in every room he walks in, he walks in as himself. So even like you're saying, like you're, you're 30 years old, but you're, ma- you're in rooms with people who are 40, 50, you know, m- millionaire people. But if you're walking in, a, in the room as yourself, they can't hurt you because you're you. You know, like th- that's, that's, I think that's a huge one that a lot of people could, could walk mm-hmm. away with, man. Shout out to Hove. Yeah, Hove, yeah, he said that. I'll send it to, I'll send it to Shout you. Shout out to that's Hove. We're going to have you on the mm-hmm. podcast soon, Billy. Yeah, that's a bill. Yeah, come on, that's a Billy right there. Yeah, we got to get him on the show. Mm-hmm. Shit, well, man, world shakers. Thank you for that one, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Thank you for that one. That's well, a shoot. nugget. Well, bro, yeah. well, well, thank you for today. I really appreciate your time. I'm sure everybody else here does. Um, I guess you already dropped your pin, but for anybody reaching out for extra questions, because I know there's a lot here that we covered. Yeah, how could they reach out to you? Yeah, and there's plenty much more we could cover, and definitely I know that there's way more. And I was only to touch on just briefly, really. Honestly, oh, yeah. I feel like I only got like, like five, ten percent out. Oh, bro, <laughs> we, could, we could go. So, we could go on for hours. He was like an ox. I was just pulling him back. This definitely like, won't. Hey, yeah, yeah, this definitely <laughs> won't be the last time we have him on the show, though. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can reach me commercial life inc. Uh, I, at that IG handle, and again, feel free to reach out anytime. Direct message. I'm very open. I love to connect. I love what I do, and I love helping you. So you'll receive only the best in return. That's a bar. Well, That's a bar. We'll, we'll love to connect. <laughs> so, yeah, shout, shout out to Pablo, though, and Armando, you know, oh, for, for bringing this together and making this happen. So, you know, it was an honor. You got to gotta get that? educated to get elevated. You already know, hey, we got some fire episodes coming, bro. Yeah, we do, man. We got we, some fire episodes coming. Yeah, we got a couple ones lined up. We we got a credit. We got anybody who want to learn about credit, that's going to be coming up. We got our boy Ryan Garland coming. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. So Ryan talking about uh, private equity real estate. That guy got me into real estate. Yep. Shout out you, to Ryan. Yeah, shout out to Ryan. I tell him he knows that too. Yeah. I, I thank him. He yeah, got he, me into real estate. He's going to be in studio. He's actually flying in from Tennessee, bro, nice. for our podcast. So that's wow. going to be sick. Yeah. Uh, and then we got our boy Jason Tam, owner of Self Made. Gym. Training facility, Chino Hills, and also West Covina. So shout out to Jason. We got a lot. Huge if you want to learn how to open up a gym. Yep. Yep. We That's got a big. lot. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming in. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the like button. You already know, send it to a friend so she, so she can send it to a friend or he. But you already know, another episode brought to you by Educate and Elevate with Pablo and Armando. Peace. Peace.